Hi, I'm Eliza Cece, and you're listening to Like the Dove Podcast. After almost a decade of being immersed in and teaching New Age practices, God opened my eyes and heart to follow Him. Now I help ex-New Agers and new believers in their walk so you feel encouraged and less alone. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited that you're here and I just had a big old ugly cry (laughs) and I am ready to see what the Holy Spirit has to share with us today in this episode. Um, I highly recommend if you're a person like me who stuffs their emotions down until it just feels like real intense, like you're about to get a headache or you make yourself sick because you're not allowing yourself to feel your feelings. I really recommend that you go um, and listen to this song, Agnes Day. Um, I got to pull it up on Spotify by by the artist. So I'll link, um, I don't know if you know, but I have new freebies for you. So I have a new um, free worship playlists that are linked on my website. You don't have to opt in or anything for them um, that I've created that are on Spotify. I have like a tradition, a traditional hymns and songs one, and that's where I put this song. So it's called Agnes Day, A-G-N-U-S-D-I-D-E-I, sorry. And it's by Tasha Cobbs Leonard. So good. I put that on with my earphones, just made it real loud in my ears and just felt so connected in the moment with the Holy Spirit and I just needed to have one of those cries to to and it's like not a sad cry it's like a gratitude cry um you know we're stepping into Lent we're going to talk about Lent this episode um but also I'm kind of like looking to the future of like the things that you know God is telling me that I need to talk about that I don't really want to talk about and one of those things is like the kind of reason why I got into new age and the reason why God and God came and got me, you know, and it's just like this 20 year, uh, process that I went through, you know? Um, and like the new age was like so light and little, and it seemed so innocent in the beginning. Um, but I think there's a real correlation between like wounded families and wounded hearts and us going right into new age. And so, the next episode, next week, I'm going to be sharing my story about that and how, you know, all of that is like related with my relationship with my mom and how like tragic it has felt for me. It's ultimately been like the worst heartache of my life, you know? And so I never really talk about that. Obviously not going to talk about the details, right? But I'm going to share because I need to share. And I think one of the things that's just so hard for us, um, is that we're kind of like taught to like just suck up the pain or suck up the heartache or suck up the hurt and move on and like go live your life. And it's, it's not as easy when you've gone through something that's so intense. And I'm not someone who um, lives my life by a story of like, oh, I'm broken. So because this thing happened to me, I know that I've always seen it as especially big things that happen in my life um, are things that I know I needed to go through and that they were orchestrated by God so that I would get to the point that I'm at now, you know? And so I want to talk about that more next week. And I hope that you will tune in for that episode. But, you know, I think I'm just having like these emotions now knowing that that's coming. (laughs) And I'm, you know, being honest, it's scary and it's, um, 
it's hard when we have like stories of things that have happened to us, but then we don't want the other person to feel in their feelings about anything. So it's going to be a little awkward feeling for me being honest and open and sharing my experience. But the ultimate thing I think that God is really doing through me through this is that it's important for us to speak and share our stories and to let them out and to use our words about it and to try to figure out why all this, you know, like we're never really going to know until we're in heaven, right? And that's the kind of thing. I have this joke with Chris of like, I can't wait till I'm dead. <laughs> and it's not like a morbid, you know, self-deletion kind of thing. It's, it's a, like, I truly cannot wait till I'm in heaven and I can see like the full picture of what's, you know, going on and why all that happened the way it did. You know what I mean? And so, um, Anyway, I'm just, I'm excited when I'm scared and all of the feelings. And so I just thought that I would just tell you <laughs> um, a little bit of what's to come next week. And I'm ultimately sharing this because it's what God's, God's telling me to do. And I'm just being obedient. I'm just doing what he tells me to do at this point. He's my employer. He is, um, you know, calling the shots <laughs> in my life. And um, I do this as a way to, you know, hopefully inspire you to do the same thing and um, to lean into the places and the areas of your life that it's uncomfortable to admit, but that this is, this is ultimately the thing that God's working through you and there's a reason for it. So that's what's coming up next week. I just want to give you like a little bit of a tiny heads up and also maybe you'll go check out those new freebies that I have. So I have a few. So I have, if you go to the website, elizacc.com, this will all be in the show notes. So you can just go click there. Um, but I'll list out the Spotify playlists of worship music that I love and that I, I think one of the things when I moved from new age um, into being saved is that like, I had no idea that the, that worship music was like as big of a thing. I had no idea. I thought, you know, I grew up in a Presbyterian church and we just had like those soft, sweet hymns and, um, you know, and now it's like the, this whole world opened up for me. And so it was hard for me to figure out, okay, what do I like? What I don't like? Um, and so I created a few playlists for you in case you want to check them out. So there's like a traditional hymns type playlist. And then there's one that's like has the fun songs that I call boppers. <laughs> and so you could go and listen to those and um, enjoy them and then maybe make your own playlist too. Um, but I'm constantly updating and adding to it. So I hope that that's just a fun thing. And then I also have an amazing new freebie. It's like this 16-page um, guide all about, it's like a new believer library, basically. And um, you can download it on my website. I'll send the link in the show notes as well. Um, and this one's really fun because this one gives like all my recommendations, all the, I did so, I'm a researcher. And so I love to Google things and to figure out and kind of like follow the breadcrumbs of the Holy Spirit. And um, these are, this is like a whole list of like YouTube creators and teachers and book recommendations and the Bibles and the um, Bible study like highlighters and all the doodads that I use 
all of it is kind of compiled into this guide to help you. Um, and hopefully, so if you're like a new believer, you're curious, you know, some of you are just Christian curious and <laughs> you don't really know um, where you're, what you're doing yet. Right. And so um, I made this for you. Um, and I hope that and even if you've been a Christian your whole life and you're like, yeah, I need some new books. What What is Eliza like? Um, it's all in there for you. And I hope that you'll download it and enjoy it. So that is what I wanted to share about that. Okay, so let's get into the episode today. I want to talk to you about Lent. And I'm really excited because um, I dabbled in um, observing Lent last year for the first time. And this year, I'm just, I have like more of a plan. Last year, if any of you have been in my membership or in my classes or have listened to the previous podcast with me, you know that I have like this moleskin notebook um, with like plain pages, no lines on it that I use um, as a way to kind of like follow myself through the year, right? And um, so what I do is I make I make a a new sheet every month for just like monthly uh journaling so I'll have like the month of March and then I will you know periodically through the month as things feel important or pop up for me that's like mental spiritual physical I'll write it down in under that month and I do that throughout the whole year but I also have started to add in um pages for specific times in the Christian calendar. And so, you know, I'll do this for Advent and now I'm doing this for Lent. I did it for Lent last year and I specifically focused on Passion Week. So that's like the week that G uh, before Easter where Jesus is coming into Jerusalem and all of the things um, that happen up to his crucifixion and resurrection. And um, that was a really powerful uh, moment for me last year. Just, I felt like I was going through a resurrection and I was going through a lot of intense, um, changes and emotions and things. And so it was really cool, um, to look back on what I experienced last year. And so I'll be probably comparing it to what I experienced in my life this year. And so that's why I'm a real proponent of like just getting a moleskin notebook and, you know, making it your own. And if you want um, me to send little gifts or pictures or whatever of what I do, I'm happy to do that. But I recommend that you get a notebook and you start to, you know, add to the top like Lent. Um, and, you know, Lent is 40 days, right? So it's <clears throat> quite a long time and it's quite a an experience and a journey. And it's meant to mirror the 40 days that Jesus went into the desert and was tempted by Satan. And so I'm going to, um, if you're not familiar, I'm just going to read um, out of, I think I'm going to read out of Luke. So it's, so you can find this section of what I'm talking about in three of the gospels. So you can find it in Matthew and it's Matthew chapter four, verses one through 17. You can find it in Luke chapter four, verses one through 13. And you can find it in Mark chapter 1, verses 9 through 13. And um, yeah, so I'm going to just start here by reading and then we'll take it from there. Okay, this is Luke chapter 4, verse 1. 
Jesus is tested in the wilderness. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and at the end of them he was hungry. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell this stone to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone. The devil led him up to a high place and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And he said to him, I will give you all of their authority and splendor. It has been given to me and I can give it to anyone I want to. If you worship me, it will all be yours. Jesus answered, it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. The devil led him to Jerusalem and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you're the son of God, he said, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you to guard you carefully. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered, it is said, do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished all this tempting, he left him until an opportune time. So there's a lot of sim symbolism and reasons why we celebrate Lent, but one of them is the 40 days represents many things. The number 40 in the Bible is really important. It can represent the 40 days that Jesus was tempted. It also represents the 40 years that after in, after their exodus from Egypt that God leads the Israelites to the promised land and it takes them 40 years of wandering in the desert, right? Maybe you'll also in the Old Testament remember um, the story of Noah and the flood, right? Then God made the flood last for 40 days and 40 nights. So that's also very important. And then there's also the 40 days and 40 nights that Moses um, goes up to the top of Mount Sinai and he receives the Ten Commandments from God. And um, so, like, when we think about these, the number 40, it's very important. I'm sure I'm not a theologian. I'm not, <laughs> um, I'm just someone who loves the Word of God. So, um, you know, don't, <laughs> don't take me and my word as, you know, like, I want you to go and be curious about the things that I say and go research them yourself. So going back to this number that's so important of 40, 40, it can also just kind of like represent this period of hardship, this period of um, stress, this period of really digging deep. And so that's what I am taking this year into my journey with Lent. And so I know not everyone celebrates it, but I recommend that you think about it and you pray about it and see if it's something that you do eventually want to add in as a way of just going deeper um, with God and getting to know God and you and building your relationship with God in a bigger way. And that is what my hope and prayer is for myself and for any of you who decide to also celebrate um, this period of um, remembering all that Jesus and God have have laid out before us and everything that has happened for our ultimate salvation and sanctification. And um, yeah, it just feels really beautiful to have this um, this um, time, this these 40 days, this Lent period, just to kind of let it, to give it all to God. I feel like 
are you like me and you hold everything in and you feel like you have to do all the things for all the people that you love and take care of life, you know, things every day. And then it's like, there's no time at the end of the day to feel and like, you don't have time for that. That's my mindset. Sometimes it's just like, I don't have time for that. I have to like keep going. And so for me, this period of time every year, at least these last two years, you know, is like where I've really been thinking about it, um, is, how can I let go? What can I let go of? What can I sacrifice like God sacrificed for me? And how can I just be in this kind of like open posture, like this open hearted stance with my arms open and my heart open to him? And, you know, through that, what's he going to tell me? What's he going to share with me? How can we grow together? So I wanted to just share that with you. And I want to share with you a few of my um, practices that I'm going to take on during Lent and a few book and um, recommendations of just um, study that I am using and working with. And um, I'll probably do, um, well, I'll definitely do an episode about Passion Week so that we can kind of like go through all of the important uh, pieces of that. Um, and then, you know, what we can learn and glean from that. But if there is more need or curiosity from you, I'd love to know if there's anything else about Lent that you would like me to cover over this long period of time. So there are a few things, a few practices that I am leaning into and taking on this Lent that I, that are new to me and that I haven't done before. One of them is learning about fasting. Um, so that's something that I, if there's interest um, and you want me to kind of like let you know how that goes for me, I'm not doing four, I'm not doing like a full, some people do like 21 days of prayer and fasting. I'm not at that level yet. I feel like I need to learn more about what that would look like and how to do that. Um, but instead I'm fasting from certain things, you know, um, you've probably heard or maybe you've done this yourself or maybe like you grew up doing this, but there's, you know, this practice of, letting go of something or abstaining from something during the Lent season. And so that's a practice that I'm taking on as well. And that could be a, a form of fast. Um, and then there's like, um, like at home with me and Chris, we are abstaining from meat on Fridays and also on Ash Wednesday. Um, so that feels really good. Um, and he's like getting his ashes cause he's Catholic. And so that feels good for him. And it just feels like a really delightful, joyful, like coming together for him and I, which feels really amazing. Um, and the way that we're just like connecting more over this and, um, yeah, that just feels really good. And so it's nice that we're kind of like on the same page and feeling really like in a peaceful place with that. And so let's see what else we're also choosing something to let go of. So that, you know, like I was thinking about this this morning about this idea of sacrifice. And obviously we can really feel the sacrifice of what Jesus did on the cross for us. Right. But also like I've always heard um, people say that, you know, like marriage or having kids is such a sacrifice. And I've always kind of really um, pushed back against that. Obviously, we don't have kids, so I can't speak to that. And I know that's such a, there's so much that moms do, <laughs> right, for their children. And I can see how that 
you know, at times can feel like a sacrifice of the things like that maybe you want to do, but that you can't now because things have shifted for you. But I want to speak to just for a second here is like this idea of when people say, oh, you know, marriage is such a sacrifice. And I understand that I understand from the point of view of like, yeah, like there's a give and take. Right. But in my relationship, I don't feel like I sacrifice who I am or I have to sacrifice or make choices um, to do one thing instead of the other. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's just my relationship. And maybe I don't know. Maybe we've been doing it wrong. (laughs) But um, for me, I really kind of lean into this idea of just sacrifices like it, it doesn't feel maybe to me like sacrifice when it's for someone or something that you just truly truly love and maybe it feels like more resentment maybe that's what people are talking about is that they feel like there's a resentment there's this um give and take that doesn't feel true or balanced or whatever and maybe that is what is you know being said and that's why i don't resonate with that feeling so i'm just kind of curious about this idea of sacrificial love and you know, thinking about how I would do anything for Chris, literally anything. Like he is my favorite person on the planet. There's no one that comes even close. <laughs> He's such an amazing person. And, um, it's good. He doesn't listen to this. Cause he'd be like, Oh my gosh, can you not? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just like this, this feeling of, um, I'm, I'm being curious. Like that's one of the things that I do during these times. I do the same thing with Advent and with Lent. I really just have a moment where I'm really thinking about what does sacrificial love mean? And is that something that, um, yeah, like how do I think about that and, and being curious about that. And so I would kind of like say to you, what is something that seems like a theme or a curiosity that you have that you want to take with you into Lent to study and to be curious about and to, um, play around with and just like expand your mind around and so that's the one for me is like what is sacrificial love and um you know i i see that you know like in relationships it can just you know not be unconditional it can be based on conditions and that's where resentment happens and so i'm i guess just that's probably what my pushback has always been is like i don't ever feel or i have never felt in 20 years of being with him that um I have any kind of like resentment, like we handle things in the moment, you know? And so I'm really grateful for that. And I feel like, um, I'm learning through Jesus of what, like, maybe I can lean into being more sacrificial in my love with Chris, you know, and like doing, like pushing myself to do more for him or pushing myself to really, um, go deeper with him in a way that maybe, Um, I haven't before. And maybe that's something that Jesus is kind of like pushing me towards. So I'm playing with that. And I really recommend that you find something that you want to deepen into. Um, And, and maybe it's in a way that like feels biblical, like, um, like for me, sacrificial love. Another one for me that I'm, you know, has been on my mind a lot is the I am statements that Jesus speaks in John. And one of them is like, I am the bread of life and really just in the things that I'm letting go of. So I have chosen for Lent to let go of sweet things because I want the sweetness of Jesus in my life and to experience that more. Um, So 
we have like a bad habit of like having snacks at night when we're watching TV and just like Chris is like coming down from his day. Um, and I am wanting to let go of that practice. <laughs> I don't love having like snacks and he's like a big snack guy. So like I'm realizing like that's his thing and I don't want to take that on. And yeah, so that's the thing I'm letting go of because I just don't, I want the, the sweetness of Jesus to come through in my life versus, you know, eating sugary things that I know are bad for me. So that's one of the things that I am choosing to let go of. And I'm curious, is there something that you want to let go of for your Lent season um, that might feel like a little bit of an edge for you or you're, you're like, oh, I don't even know if I could do that. I mean, I don't know how it's going to go for me, but I'm going to try, you know, and I'm going to um, see how that feels and see how I can shift the habits, you know, like that aren't great um, in myself, you know, whether that's like with eating or that's with like mindset and the thoughts that we think about ourselves or others, whatever that case might be, um, to really just allow ourselves to be in this like open posture of like, I'm, I'm letting go of something that feels like an idol or feels important to me. Um, I mean, that could be, I was even thinking about what if I let go of, you know, like my, my <laughs> intense scroll time, you know, um, you know, like that's something that I know a lot of people fast from. And so you can just explore for yourself, like what would something important feel like for you to let go of that you feel like isn't great for you. And it's kind of like taking away from you and your relationship with the Lord instead of giving to it. So that is what I am curious about and just kind of playing with. For me, there's like a long list and I tend to be on the side of like overdoing it and like have all these huge um, <laughs> goals and lists of things. And I want to kind of like chill out um, that desire to do that and really just kind of make it as simple for myself as possible because we can always add on. We can always add to our list, but it's harder when we, we forget or we lose steam or we struggle, right? Um, and obviously, when we are in that place of struggle and wanting to do the thing we promised that we weren't going to do during the Lent season, that's why that's when we can really go to God and, and to pray about it. And so that's my plan is that when I have a tough time, or I feel like I want to do the thing I'm not supposed to do in those moments, I'm not going to like be, you know, beating myself up and saying bad things about myself. Instead, I'm going to pray. I'm going to stop as, as um, much as I can in that moment. Whether that's like, even if you're in the middle of your day, like we can go and take a bathroom break and we can take a few breaths and we can look ourselves in the eye in the mirror, right? And then we can call out to God because he always hears us and he's always listening. So, um, so yeah, that's kind of my plan for the things that I am thinking about like the theme and the idea of letting go of something and hopefully really transforming and deepening my relationship with God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. So the next thing after we look at what, what might I want to let go of, the next area for me and that I am recommending or um, just bringing to your awareness to think about is, okay, what are some practices that I'm going to make a priority so I'll share mine. So one of the main things that I'm going to 
make a big priority is prayer. Um, I think that there's going to be like a one song that obviously I already mentioned. Um, there's going to be like a book and a song and a prayer that will be kind of like my go-to. Um, and a scripture memory would also be helpful. So those will be the things that I will, that I've already been praying about. And the Holy Spirit has been really generous with helping me to figure out what those are. And those are kind of like my core practices for the Lent season. So I'll have my prayer time. I will, obviously, you know that I love to read the Bible every day. So I'll just continue with that. That feels really easy. It's just so ingrained in my practices right now. So I'm happy about that. And then I'm going to um, also be making sure that I'm putting my phone away. Um, especially on weekends and nights and having a, like a true Sabbath and, you know, no tech at all on Sundays um, and just kind of allowing myself to make this a time of like letting go, not adding to, but letting go. How can I simplify? How can I, you know, put my focus on my relationship with God? And, um, yeah, so that feels really good. And, um, another thing is like, uh, a short scripture memory. So any scripture, it can be one verse, it could be, you know, a paragraph, whatever feels really good for you. But, um, this is something that I lean on a lot and I love that we have, um, moments where we can memorize scripture and then we can just like pull that up in an anxious moment or an angry moment or a frustrating moment or a sad moment. We have like this already memorized and in our heart. Um, and if you're not a memorizing type person, definitely write it down. Like I do multiple layers of this, so I'll memorize it. I will write it on a post-it note that goes on my computer um, or like on a post, like a few post-it notes, to be honest, like, so there'll be one on my computer, the one on the cover of like my current book or my journal. So it's like in a place where I'm visually always seeing it and being reminded of it. So when you need it, you have it, right? And so those are the main practices that I am just prioritizing and, um, exploring through the Lent season. So I would just be curious, what are some of the practices that you want to take on? Maybe it's like not as many as I have. Um, I'm just like on fire for wanting just more of Jesus in my life right now and just really needing it and just coming with a lot of hope right in the season. Um, but also not a lot of expectations. I think when we put the expectations on ourselves, that's when it can get really tricky and challenging, right? And so, you know, if there's one of these or something else completely on your heart that you want to practice, just choose the one thing and make it as simple for yourself as you can and make it. And there's so much power and beauty and richness that we receive when we do one thing, right? One thing really well. So don't forget that. Okay. And then the last thing as we're wrapping up here is that I want to share some of the book recommendations, the books that I will be uh, working through. I'm one of those people that has a stack of books next to me right on my uh, desk where I work. So there's a huge stack. There's a huge stack behind me on my bookcase. And then there's a mega stack um, in two places in my bedroom. So like one right by my bed and then one on another table in there. So it's just like 
piles of books. And uh, <laughs> so if you're not a book person, I don't know if I can relate to you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But um, yeah, so I just love books and I love reading. And it's one of the things that helps me so much because I think we can learn so much from other people's perspectives. So the books that I am leaning into for Lent. So I am using a few different things. So there's um, the Daily Grace Co. has a Lent study, and I have that. And I am going to see if I can kind of move through that every day of Lent. And it's a beautiful study. Um, It's called 40 Days with Jesus, a study on the life of Christ. And I was flipping through it, you know, just kind of getting ready for Lent. And I think it's going to be really nice. There's some, you learn something new about Jesus every day for 40 days. And that's really nice. So I'm going to be working through that. Then there's um, a few books that maybe you've heard of and maybe you haven't. Um, One of them is called 40 Days Through the Bible. This book is incredible. It's by the Proverbs 31 Ministries and Lisa... um, Turk cursed. Um, and it's so not only is it just useful, um, it's like 40 days through the Bible. So every week is a different theme. And it not only is it useful, and I'm I was really reading some of it last night. Um, and there's like amazing questions that I ask you in there. There's all kinds of scriptures to kind of go and reference. Um, there's teachings about what you're learning each day. And it's a 40-day devotional, basically, but it's more like a book. But what I love about this is that it's beautiful. Like, if you go on Amazon and you go and look inside the book, you'll see just the way that it's laid out. It's so cool and so helpful. And so if you're a visual learner, I think you would really love this book. But this takes you through the Bible in 40 days um, with all kinds of amazing themes. And so I'm looking forward to going through that as well. And then there's a few other ones that, um, so like there's a fasting book by John Piper that I'm, I've ordered from Amazon that I don't know if I can recommend it, but because um, I haven't read it yet, but I'm curious about learning more about fasting. So that one felt like a really good one. It was recommended by um, David Platt, who's a pastor that I really enjoy. So I thought that that could be a good one. Um, and then there's a really beautiful, it's a teeny tiny book by Crossway called The Emotional Life of Our Lord. And I have, I love this because this is um, a letter written by B.B. Warfield, um, all about all of the times in the Bible when Jesus had an emotion and then like talking through it. And I think sometimes we forget that Jesus is 100% God, but he's also 100% man. And he had emotions and he had feelings just like us. And so I think that that's something that I will be really leaning into when I have big emotions or I have fears or I have things coming up um, through Lent. Um, and I need that extra support. And then there is a book that I ordered from Word on Fire, and that's by, this is a, a group of people that is headed by Bishop Robert Barron, um, like a Catholic. It's not Protestant, it's Catholic, so if you're hard on no Catholic stuff, then you won't like this recommendation. 
but I like um, this book very much. It's called The Paschal Mystery, Reflections for Lent and Easter. And um, the, the title is based off of 1 Corinthians 5-7, our Paschal Lamb or our Passover Lamb, Christ has been sacrificed. And so what it takes you through the full season of Lent, you know, starting with um, Ash Wednesday, and then, you know, there's scriptures and homilies and readings and some really beautiful prayers from saints and, you know, uh, early Christians. And it's just a really lovely way I'm finding to, like, go through Lent season. I think it'll be something that I that I reach for. I don't know if I'll, you know, like, always reach for it, but I feel like there are, like, many things in here that... Um, I want to learn more about and I'm curious about. And so I thought that this was a really cool um, book to pick up. Okay. And then I just have one more um, book rec. Okay. And it's called Praying Like Monks, Living Like Fools by Tyler Stanton. And what I liked about this, I'm really into learning about historic Christian practices. And this is what he shares in this um, book. And so I, I really want to kind of like deepen and learn more from pastors and teachers and theologians about prayer. And so this is one of the books that felt like a really good invitation, you know, like opening for me to go deeper in prayer life during Lent. And so, um, yeah, so I'm really excited. I haven't read that yet. Uh, full disclosure, <laughs> um, it hasn't come in yet, but I ordered it. And that's one that I'm hoping to really enjoy through Lent season and beyond. So those are the books that I am reading and in, and about to be enjoying and kind of just immersing myself in. And I hope that, you know, that list of the reasons why and what I like about them is helpful. So that is the episode today. I just wanted to share a little bit about Lent and encourage you, you know, to if you've never practiced it before and you feel like you want to, but you don't know where to start. Um, to hear a little bit about what I'm doing and what works for me. And I'll probably do updates on how things are going and what worked well and what kind of like I let go of, you know, for the sake of simplicity. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just feel really hopeful and good and um, ready, you know, to be in this moment of Lent and building up myself through my relationship with God. And um, hopefully you are ready and excited to do the same. So if you decide to do something for Lent or you are excited to um, get one of the books I recommended or you have questions, I'm like, I am a book person. So like if you have any questions on, oh, I want to learn about this. What book should I try? Like reach out to me, DM me on Instagram. I would love that. I love uh, connecting over books and what I've loved and what I didn't like so much and that kind of thing. So reach out to me and I'd also love for you to reach out and let me know if you decide to do any practices um, for Lent. What are they? Um, yeah, I just really love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'd be so grateful if you take a few seconds, hop over to iTunes or Spotify, wherever you're listening to this and leave a review if you've enjoyed these episodes. 
And it'd be so fun to just keep connected with you, hear your suggestions of things you'd like me to cover in the future episodes. And you can do that through DM on our new Instagram page at likethedove, or you can email me info at elizacc.com. Don't forget, we have a really amazing freebie for you in the show notes called the New Believer Resource Library. It's full to the brim with book recommendations, Bibles I use and love, and all kinds of links and support for your walk with God. I hope it helps you. Okay, I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you.